Welcome to the Science of Abundance Daily Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Clayton, and my story's pretty interesting. Uh, went through a ton of trauma, former incarceration, suicide attempts, sexual abuse in my life. And one of the things that's happened in my life is I've actually used hermetic principles, alchemy, all these really cool tools that we hear and we talk about, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, and develop practices in order to change and affect my lives differently. So within this podcast, I will be giving tidbits and bites for individuals to be able to bite into on a daily basis that will allow you to take baby steps to change your life. But at some point, you'll find the door that starts to change the effect of how you show up on a daily basis. Enjoy this. Give feedback. Come to my Instagram, comment, whatever it might be. Always open because we wouldn't be here without each other. Please enjoy and thank you and I love you. On this episode of Daily Alchemy, we're going to talk about law number five. And I was so gracefully corrected by a beautiful soul on my Instagram that this is actually law number four if you go by the Kabylon. I have it labeled as law number five because I've framed these laws into this cause container. Not necessarily by priority, but as far as how the energy flows from one law to the other. So what I will say is law number five or law number four is the law of polarity. And when you read the Kabbalah, it basically goes in order. I would definitely probably say in some aspect of priority, and that goes into the law of polarity. So it's kind of funny that we're talking about this one related to hierarchical standards and order and how things are viewed through those different vantage points. But what is interesting about law number four and law number five is they're very much so codependent on each other. They're all dependent, all these laws are dependent on each other, but they both function in a very similar fashion. These laws have the focus to where you have a very specific choice in the law to choose one side and doors open very widely. So to revisit law number four in the law of rhythm, if you haven't listened to that episode, I won't go too deep into it, but that law is very much so around either going extremely high over the choppiness of the rhythm when it starts to swing in a way that is not favorable to somebody, or you go super deep underneath it. And it's a way to walk through life and the, the reason that I talk about this law that way is it's a way to walk through life where you make a very disciplined choice all the time. And in that disciplined choice, you then get to a very specific outcome. Now, a lot of individuals will say, okay, well, if you focus on the law of polarity first, it's about making that choice from a point of unification or a point of singularity. And then that's the discipline that actually moves into these other laws, which is accurate. But what I find with a lot of individuals in humanity is that time is a hell of a deal killer. And it puts individuals on this aspect of linearness to where the repeating cycles, if they're not actually met and viewed, no matter how good you are at these first three laws, it doesn't open up the doorway for you to move yourself back into them or to stay present in the vibrations, into the thoughts, into the understanding of correspondence. So you can flip five back to four, you can flip four back to five, um, whatever makes the most sense for you as far as how you manage it in your practice. But for the purposes of this one, a little bit because I 
have my own methodology of how I manage the laws, but also because it works really well within the ecosystem of this thing I have called the cause container. And also because I honestly put number four out there first, um, on purpose, I guess. I mean, there are no accidents, right? <laughs> so, so there we are. Um, we're going to go into law number five. So law number five around the law of polarity has to do with understanding that there are polar opposites of everything. And those polar opposites have infinite extremes to it, right? And so if you think about the world, it has a north and a south pole. That north pole of the earth goes infinitely high, oddly, when you think about it. From a landmass perspective, it stops. But then you can go to that point, and then you can go straight up, and it'll just keep going. And that pole, even though it might dissipate in gravitational force, it still is the pole that when you get to that point of singularity at the top, it goes directly up. And then when you go all the way down to the bottom, it's the same thing. If we assume that we're not dealing with a flat Earth. And then you also have the aspect of good and evil. Okay, There's always something that could be more good. There's always something that could be more evil. No matter how far you go into that aspect of polarity, and sometimes in this conversation I'll refer to it as duality, you can get to one extreme or the other, and no matter how light something is, you can shine more light on it. No matter how dark something is, you can shine more dark on it. And we assume that the darkness is as only dark as our eyes can see, but there's even deeper darkness to it. And it's funny, like you'll be in a dark room, and you'll be like, oh, I can't see, and you close your eyes, which shuts out the darkness, and you open them, and all of a sudden you see more light. So it's like, is it not possible to go even darker, 100%? And so there's infiniteness inside of this law of polarity. Now, one of the things about the law of polarity that we need to remember is that it started as a point of unification. And so I'm going to give a little bit of background on it around what I call as moving through these dimensions. And when God, source, all created the universe, it created it from a point of singularity. And the beautiful thing about singularity is that it's a point in which all possibilities exist. It's not where all po possibilities are, but it's where all possibilities exist. So then you, once you start that thought or that singularity or that point, it has no time, right? It has no space. It is just the point. All possibilities exist at that very specific moment. Then once you have to go through the process of understanding how to contextualize them, you have to ask the question of what that point is. You have to ask the question of what am I getting to exist? And that's when polarity rips out of it. When there is polarity that happens from that single point, then that's where the thought turns into a thing. And then you can put a different vibration and a correspondence on it that brings it into life. And when we bring it into life, it actually has to live in a construct that is time bound, which is where that rhythm comes in. And so the time can get us caught, right, in our cycles to where we don't even understand that there is a doorway of polarity. And then also when we start to look at the aspect of polarity, then we get into the space of what is good and what is bad. What is happiness? What is sad? What is light and what is dark? What is God and what is Satan? What is all this other stuff that's taking place in the world? And one of the things that I do to really, what I guess you could call master it, 
is I've gone through a couple of different exercises in my life that have helped me recognize that this whole polarity thing is an illusion, but it's really real. So a couple of things that I talk about are number one is imagine like when somebody tells you a secret, you just want to go tell somebody, right? <laughs> um, there is this like burning, this itching, this thing that wants to come out where you just want to share it. You know, even oftentimes you repeat it in your head because you're like, man, and once you repeat it in your head, it's a thought that's now starting to gain some traction. And nothing was ever meant to keep secret, right? Nothing was ever meant to be kept in a box, which is why these like secret societies and whatnot constantly get exposed because if they were that secret and they understood all these different aspects of things, they would never get exposed. But the reality of it is the law of polarity will always expose that which is done in the dark. Then you start thinking about, huh, I've had all this trauma in my life, and the law of polarity gives you the opportunity to understand that within that trauma, there's also a lot of beautifulness in it. It's just a matter of how you see it. You have individuals out there that are radical optimists, right? They're like, everything is great, everything is great. I used to be one of those. I still am one of those in a lot of ways. But I also understand the reality and how to honor that reality so that I can unify that sadness or that darkness or that trauma back into something that we call love so that all perspectives are honored. And in that honoring and the feelings that you have associated with it, you see the truth. And so you can walk in a sense of courage and compassion. But the cool thing about it is, is that a lot of individuals just dismiss things from a aspect of polarity. They'll be like, hey, yeah, and I used to be this way. I'm like, hey, I was sexually abused and I went to prison and I tried to take my life and I had all these poor marriages and I had, you know, all of these things that happened in my life. And I would just ignore them and move on and not talk about it. And if somebody asked me a question, I would lightly touch on it. And I wouldn't really associate any of my feelings with it. I would just kind of go through this whole dismissive state and be really optimistic about the world in front of me. And a lot of gurus will teach you just get in the now, love the now, embrace the shit out of it, and your world will change. And this is true. Like, your world will change. The problem is, is that not everybody else around you has changed, right? It is not a problem. It's actually an opportunity of overcoming. But the reality is, is that everybody around you that has seen that old version of Sean or that old version of you as you is going to sit there and pull you as hard as they can into it because that's all they know. You've taught them how to treat you. And so in that space, until you teach them how to treat you for the new version of you, which when you're working into that radical optimism state and you're looking to forget everything that ever happened in your life and you're not going through the process of really honoring those different broken pieces, people are going to be like, look, I still feel this. I'm sure that happens in relationships. Like you've gotten over it. The other person hasn't. Once again, we're back in that law of polarity. So anything that has a polar opposite, you'll see how they start to impact this. And you're like, well, I've gotten over it and they haven't. And then you get mad because they're not over it and you are, but then you get mad. So now you're getting mad. Are you really over it is the question. So if you get mad when they are still mad, now they're pulling you back into that aspect of their lens of duality or their polarity, right? And... It's kind of cool when it happens, if you can see it from that vantage point, because you're like, ah, okay, this is where my opportunity is for me to lift that heavier weight. But the thing that most people do is they run away from it, and then they get into the sympathetic nervous system, because we've been taught that when something doesn't feel good, we fight, flight, hide, freeze, whatever it might be, 
And now we're working against that because this is now a stressful moment because stress happens in the law of polarity. No accidents there. And so one of the things that if we are really looking to become what I call cause creators of our life, which this will go into the point of karma, and this is about balance. Okay, this one is not about balance. This one is about unification. This one is about making a very disciplined choice. Law of rhythm is about making a very disciplined choice. So when you look at those two laws, they're both about these disciplined choices. The next two laws behind this one, gender and karma, are about balance. How do we balance, right? And it's there's some discipline control in that, but it's really about unific unification and balance of gender. It's about how do I actually see things in balance of cause and effect and become the cause creator within that. But within the polarity aspect of this, my purpose in polarity and our purpose in polarity is to constantly unify. It's to see all the possibilities or all the possibilities that we are exposed to, that our senses have gifted us in the miracle of this beautiful landscape we call life. And in this beautiful landscape we call life, once we can see the wholeness of everything that exists, then what happens is we understand why it's there. And once we understand why it's there and the reason that it's there, we can love it. It's very hard to love something that we can't put a reason behind, that we can't accept. So once we understand that and accept that everything is there for us to love it, then it becomes really simple why I was raped in my youth, why black people were put into slavery, why what's happening in this Gaza Strip is what's happening, why anything that's crazy in the world that we would deem as hell is happening and how we go through the process of loving that hell and not loving it like, oh, that's awesome, it's a masochistic way, <laughs> is loving it because you're able to apply compassion toward every situation in that ecosystem. And I'll use what happened with me when I was younger. The individual that sexually abused and raped me, I understand why he did what he did. I have compassion toward his pain. I have compassion toward his lineage's pain because that lineage's pain went through a lot of hell too. Does it make it right? Well, there is no right or wrong. It made it part of the journey he had to go through and I had to go through at the very specific point that we met for years, right? And for that situation to happen so that I could be who I am today, I would never be able to have this conversation right now. And even if I'm only talking to one person, the fact that I'm able to heal that situation and do it in a space of wholeness and abundance is how we go through the process of, if we want to call it mastering, but really sinking in and embracing the law of polarity to where it no longer drafts us. The more trauma we have in our life, the more opportunity there is for us to be one with polarity. The more happiness we have in our life, the more opportunity it is for us to be one with polarity. Now, the catch is that in the lens of trauma, What's going to go through is that that law of rhythm is going to pull things back into a state to where you have really good days and you have really rough days. And so if you've lived a hell of a life, like I've got some friends that have lived the most amazing lives 
And their depression is a much different type of depression than my depression would be, right? Or that my depression was when I was in it. But it was still their depression. And it's still their downside. And sometimes you look at somebody's downside like, well, how are you even sad about anything? Maybe because their upside was so damn good that when they actually hit a baseline that feels like winning for us, <laughs> it feels like hell for them. And I'll give you an example. As I started going through, I guess you could call it this spiritual awakening, and I started feeling so righteous in my skin and the way that I was showing up and what I was telling people, and I was judging everything like crazy. And I was out there and I'm like, I know what's right. And I'm feeling like, you know, this preacher that is telling everybody what's wrong with themselves. And even though it felt good to have this inner state of knowing, it was such an ostracizing way to treat individuals. And what would happen is, is a person would look at me and they would be like, you fucking asshole, you don't know what I've been through and I'm still feeling these feelings. How could you even dare tell me anything when just a week ago you were this? And I'd come to them and be like, well, you just got to get into the now. And that nowness is a very self-ish place, potentially. It's a very self, it could be either, how do I put this? It could be a very selfish place or a very self-loving place. The self-loving aspect of the now is the fact that like, hey, I'm moving into an allness, into a we-ness that allows me to embrace everybody around me and be in full compassion all the time of what's taking place in those ecosystems. When I am a selfish now, it's the fact that I have put myself so hard into the ground that anytime something comes around me, I'm building a moat and I'm telling you wrong and I am ostracizing everything outside of me because I'm looking to be so righteous that everything outside of me has got to be wrong. Everything in the world behind me has got to be wrong. If you're not living in the now, you are messed up. That is, once again, the aspect of polarity. So what would happen, as an example of this, is when I was going through this self-righteous movement <laughs> and I had other individuals that looked and acted like me, this is how cults get built, they started to follow me and listen and, hey, Sean, now that's right. Yeah, that's where I'm at on my journey. Help me with this. And I was helping them with it. And I felt even better because now I was getting a validation off of it. And I was looking at the outside world and not validating my inside world. And I was getting further away from my truth and chasing after other people's truth because I was getting validated by it. And it curved itself into this really shitty space. And I pushed a lot of people that I loved in my life. And I was not all inclusive of embracing where everybody was. And it even happens to me every now and then now, like I'll be at work and I get caught up in somebody's stuff and I'll be like, I can't believe they're doing that. Then I get in this little cynical gossip session, either with myself or another coworker. Um, and we'll be like, Hey, can you believe that Joe Schmo is doing this? And then they're like, no, I can't. And then I catch myself really quickly. And I'm like, I'm fucking off this whole polarity thing. They are me and I am them. And so once I get into the space of rapidly moving myself into embracing everybody else, and I stop the space of judging anybody, but having compassion, and I mean real compassion, and the courage to be compassionate so that person can actually have enough compassion to become courageous themselves, that's when this vessel starts to open up. That's when you actually can see everything as one and there is no judgment because you know yourself so much that in knowing yourself, you know everything outside of you. And it's not a cocky knowing. It's a we are all knowing. 
It is a knowing that is giving everything outside of you a hug and identifying solutions to help map individuals from their brokenness into their wholeness. Because we can't see ourselves. <laughs> we can feel ourselves which is our internal way of viewing ourselves, but we can't see ourselves. And so oftentimes the output that we think is good, because I thought a long time ago what I was doing was good, is still good, but it's a challenge of actually, how do I go through the process of seeing myself through the eyes of another? Because all of us are each other. A couple of takeaways here are number one, Polarity is a beautiful thing. The fact that we have these definitions of linearness, that there's something good, there's something bad, there's something happy, there's something sad, there's a God and there's a devil, there's all this other stuff is a beautiful thing. When we love all of it, we have the ability to unify it all, and we have the ability to see everything as one. When we see everything as one, we can apply an aspect of compassion. So we move from singularity to allness, we start to apply compassion in the lens of courage, and we start to embrace all of our brothers and sisters and all of the trauma and all of the past and all of the future into this present moment. That is what getting into the now is. That is how we unify polarity. Because the now is not a single point. The now is the most expansive, infinite moment of your life. It is not a selfish space. It is a all loving space. It is an infinite space. It is the biggest space that we could ever have. Past and the future don't exist, but they exist in the mind. So the mind has to go through a deep process of surrender in order to actually release the context of it and the expectations of it in order to develop agreements from the present moment so that we can create this infinite opportunity through the law of polarity or the law of unification. So when we master the rhythm in this three-dimensional plane and the polarity in this three-dimensional plane, or even just get one of those right, right or wrong, here I go again. But if we get one of those in like a really rhythmic state for ourselves to where we just choose what we just talked about, that allness, or we start to choose to go super deep, or we start to go super high and we figure out within those lanes of rhythm, how to actually ride over the choppiness. And the rhythm that has pulled us back into this non-evolving state, we will start to infinitely change the world because we're not staying in a space of separation. We're not staying in yesterday. We're not getting trapped by our past. We are the God and cause creators of our now, and we are seeing it through the infiniteness of all things. I love you guys, and I thank you. I'm going to come back with another one of these really quickly around the sixth law, and that one is going to be around karma and cause and effect, and this will be, be about sitting at the seat of cause so that you could take everything that we just talked about before and really be at the cockpit of your life and creating a beautiful balance of how to go through the process of executing infinite change. Thank you again, and I love you.